With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce, hosted by Flyers Game Day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly sports radio legend Al Morganti. Welcome into South Philly Sauce, an Odyssey original brought to you by 94WAP and Jack Daniels. Al and I are back for another episode this week, and I said this on posting yesterday, and I think it's still true. The vibes are still high, even though the Flyers have ended their point streak of nine straight games. It was their first regulation loss since November 28th, so basically a month the Flyers at the least forced overtime. But sadly, the point streak, it comes to an end against the Nashville Predators and Al, the Flyers, they still play hard. Uh, the Preds, they're a tough team to beat. They're very similar to the Flyers and their style of play. And we're going to get into everything what John Tortorella said. Uh, but the Flyers, they were the least aggressive team the other night. Yeah, the vibes might be high for some of us, but they weren't high for the coach. We'll get no. into that. And I you know, I think that uh, the, uh, the problem was some of the techniques that they used, if you want to use that word, uh, the style of play that they had. The coach didn't particularly like it. But I think overall, to have played not your A game and to go down to the wire, basically five, four minutes left to play, and you kind of level with that team, it just shows you um, where they are right now, the standard that they have. But it also shows you that if they slip a little bit, everything could slip away. I mean, the people that think that there's a lock on a playoff spot because of some historical nonsense about being there for Thanksgiving or Christmas. That's all out the window with everything being this tight. Four or five, you know, the coach is always worn. You start to slip, your game starts to slip a little bit and you get away from you quickly. So it was a, a nice point streak, but it's in, in this, in this division right now, <laughs> every, if you don't get points every night, you're going to be looking up at somebody else ahead of you on the mountain. It was so true. And that's why I, I talked to Sean Couturier about this at Morning Skate the other day, and he wasn't predicting that the Flyers were going to lose, of course. But I was talking to him about, you know, are you feeling it in the city right now? Everyone's talking playoffs. This is so great. Yay. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've been a part of teams that have had 10-game winning streaks to follow 10-game losing streaks. He's like, it's <laughs> way too early. And it is true. I mean, if the Flyers slipped just a little bit, we saw what happened last night. So say you play like that three, four nights in a row. There you go. There's your playoff spot and that good feeling. So there is a lot to fix. I mean, the power play still isn't clicking, but alas, we talk about that every single episode. I don't think that's all of a sudden going to be fixed, but the biggest problem, at least what John Tortorella said, and this is where we'll get to 
no hall passes is, you know, I was curious how he was going to react. Um, it's their first loss in basically a month and he didn't hold anything back. There was no hall passes. There was no, Oh, it was just a bad game. He basically said that Nashville checked them into the ice. It was a checking clinic put on by the Nashville predators. He said that the four checking for the flyers was non-existent. And as a whole, they just weren't aggressive enough, which is, this is how they have to play if they want to win hockey games and they didn't do it. Yeah, that's why we said in the past it's very difficult to play that way night after night. Four checks it's a hard it's a hard proposal mm-hmm. to to bring to your locker room every night that you're going to four check the heck out of a team. And it was a little it was more than a little lax, but it had been the past, previous games and they sort of got away with it yep. um because they've had terrific goaltending, but I suppose that uh, I guess they're just horrified that oh this is something that's going to get worse and worse. We start mm-hmm. to take a little bit of a shortcut and with this team, with the talent level where they are, shortcuts aren't allowed. Uh, and you see what happens when, when you have one. I don't know how, how long you can – I mean, that's a very, very difficult thing to ask a team to forecheck hard every night, back-to-back games especially. And that's why coaches sometimes like to deliver that message after a, a win rather than a loss, which is why you'll hear coaches say, well, we might have won, but we didn't – because they can see what's coming. And mm-hmm. you saw that coming a little bit. You know, having said that, Ashlyn, you know, I don't. They lost the game to Nashville, a team that played very well, and their goaltender played very well. Yeah. I mean, if, if they're at that point now where their game slips a little bit, and and you know they lose by a goal, and they're they're in it till the end, I still think that's a pretty good message. These are games that in the past would have been three, four goals, been yeah. beaten by two, three, four goals. Uh, but that's where when you were talking to Couturier, we I've covered it. 10 wins, 10 losses. And yeah. that's why that's why the warning sirens go off uh, with the Flyers. Like, oh, my God, what's going to happen now? So that's why you have to put the brakes on this really quickly, preferably before the holiday. Yeah, and that's why I don't blame Torts for going all in on that message because he said he saw it coming in the New Jersey Devils win. He said we didn't forecheck in that game and we got away with it. And I'm sure for Torts, he kind of predicted that this was going to catch up to them. Um, and it was a strong message. I got to imagine, you know, even though they're going to Detroit tonight, there's probably going to be a film study where you see all the mistakes that were made. And towards his message, which is so true as we now approach this holiday break. And when we come back, it's for real. You know, it's January, February hockey. And he said, you're going to see this ramp up. And if, if we forecheck like that, forget it. We're not even in the conversation in January. Yeah. And it's not even, you know, it's like they go away uh, right at, you know, that the ice show comes into Philadelphia. And they go away for some, you know, West uh, Western Conference stuff, and that's where it can really kind of, kind of unstabilize. And that's the message that that's why, you know, people say, well, you're getting greedy. You want to go into that holiday break with 11 games in a row, whatever. Well, you get greedy because you just want to build up some margin, some margin for mistake. And unfortunately, there's there's not even a there's there's, there's maybe a two point margin for mistake, and that's literally one night. Yeah. And yeah, you look at even last night with the Flyers losing, there was a bunch of other teams in the Metro that at at the least forced overtime. So you lost some ground and there, you know, there wasn't, you had a two point, you know, cushion and I don't want to call it a cushion because you see one night that cushion goes away. And that's, what's going to make this so interesting as we go forward is you just, you cannot take any nights off. And I don't want to say that the Flyers took a night off, but they didn't play as hard as we expect them to play every single night. But we always said that's going to be the problem with this team is how can you possibly ask them? And I get it. They get paid a ton of money and it's their job. 
but how can you ask them to play this hard every single night, knowing at some nights it just isn't going to be there. And when it isn't there, you know, you, you don't have the talent to make up for it. Cam Atkinson, a great example. <laughs> what a chance he had. That would have put the game away, you know, that breakaway. And the Flyers right now, they're at the point where they aren't capitalizing on those chances, and that's when it bites you in the foot. Yeah, and that's why previously, I mean, uh, you know, Tortorella mentioned with Atkinson at uh, practice on, I believe it was Wednesday, um, that he said, you know, it's nice that you get chances. It's funny, when a guy's struggling, the first thing the coach says, well, he's he's getting good chances, so we're not worried about it. But now it's like, well, he's getting good chances. That only goes so far. Now he's got to finish. And that would have been, I mean, really, that, that changed everything in my, in my mind. That place would have exploded had he gone. He would have been, he would have been high because he's really, been, he's really been fighting it right now. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be a curious case on how Tortorella uses him now. I mean, you still need his energy, especially PK or whatever. Yep. But, boy, there'll be other guys. You know, you got younger guys that are, that are warranted ice time. And unfortunately, some of that, you know, some of those guys that get more ice time, it's going to be guys like Atkinson that they don't start scoring goals. They're going to lose that ice time to some of these younger players that are all of a sudden playing terrific. Yeah. And you can't blame. I mean, that's one of the reasons. I mean, Cam Atkinson the other night was demoted down to the fourth line and he was brought back up to his normal spot against the Preds. But an example of that would be a Ryan Paling. And we're going to talk to him soon, but he talks about that's the reason he signed here with Philly is because Torts doesn't really hold any margins of older player, younger player. I don't care. Whoever's playing well is going to get the ice time. Cam Atkinson, a veteran presence, but that only goes so far. And you got to argue we're past that now. You know, he doesn't care that he's a veteran presence on the ice anymore. No, Tortorello, although he's an old school coach, so to speak, he's got some, uh, some uh, Silicon Valley stuff in him too, <laughs> because it's like, uh, it's like when you work for a tech company, it's like, it's called no lions. If, if the person's 22 and doing something better than the guy at 30, that's been there forever. Guess what? <laughs> Kid that's 22 is going to get the promotion. And, and yeah. that's, then that's where they are right now. So that's why the, and that's terrific for a, you know, that's that inner, that, that's that inner um, competition that yeah. a lot of coaches look for and problems going to be keep you, you just, and they're lucky that Atkinson's not the kind of a guy that, gets sour or whatever and that's what you have to have you have got to get guys like that on the other hand you know inside he's got to be and struggling he's got to get that spot back and he's got to get that responsibility back and he's got to be the one that that pots that goal there that turns the whole game around Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on him right now. And a guy like Ryan Paling is fighting for more ice time. There are plenty more examples of Ryan Paling and other guys that are earning more ice time. And we have back-to-back Jack Daniels salutes this week. So I caught up with Ryan Paling in the Flyers locker room. Let's hear from him. Um, so I know, I, I actually didn't know this. I was working with Scott Cardinal, Albert Yanni, who of course had the two goals the other game. And yeah. talking about your first NHL game and the hat trick with that. Yeah. When you look back at that, did you think like the NHL was easy or this was going to happen all the time? You're going to uh, get your first game. 
Yeah, no, I definitely didn't think that. I just thought that it was a blessing in disguise, I think, having that first game. And then going forward, I ended up playing the NHL the next year, like up and down. And so I think for me, it just showed me that, like, hey, I belong here. And so it kind of gave me motivation in myself to kind of keep working and working and working. So I think that was kind of the blessing in disguise that, that it gave me. Did you think um, last game when you had the two, did you catch yourself thinking of getting another I, one? No, I don't. I, I, I don't, honestly. I just, I mean... I think if you play the right way, good things happen, and it was good to see a kind of reward there with two goals. And I mean, toward the end of the game, when it's so tight like that, I don't think you have time to think about it. So, so no one talks about it because I, I feel like I mean, guys were telling shows. me, yeah, yeah, guys were telling me to shoot the puck this and that, but I don't, I don't think too much of it. Because it seemed like your teammates were really trying to. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Kind of aware. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. It's funny in broadcasting, at least. We, we don't say the word. Yeah, 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 for sure. Does that happen on the bench as well? Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't think anyone does. It's the same thing with a goalie when they're having a good game and there's no goals against. You don't say anything because it usually ends up being bad. So, uh -huh. yeah, I would say, yeah, for sure. Thank you. And then for this team right now, just kind of the mindset of like your first year here. All the expectations were terrible yeah. media-wise for this team. What do you think just of how the season's going? Kind of a pleasant surprise or do you always think this happen? Uh, I mean, it's always hard to tell. I mean, you think you believe in the group of guys and I think as the season goes on you grow together and I think we've just grown a lot quicker than we, we expected and I think it's just because of how we are with one another you know we spend a lot of time with one another and I think just even on the ice and off the ice but more so on the ice I think we're just so connected in how we play and it's it's a hard style to play against so I think we surprise teams in that aspect of how fast we play and I mean we can do it with four lines and just the consistency we bring every night has been has been awesome. I think that's that's why we've seen so much success. Yeah, you mentioned the four lines because I think the big negative about this team, if you will, going in was like they all have the stop. Hundred percent. Yeah. But it's almost like you guys have worked out as a positive. For example, you were it's like every night if someone else doesn't have to be a travel Yeah, for sure. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean you see it a lot in the NHL. I watch a lot of hockey and I feel like there's teams that I mean you can rely on certain guys. There's there's teams that try that way, and there's teams that kind of have a group of four. I mean, you, you, I, I always look at like the Kraken last year, for example. I think they're a good example of they played fast. They don't have a lot of star power, but they're really good, you know. And I think that they made it work for what they had. And I think we're kind of doing the same thing here. Do you think because you guys have to play such a grinded out style because of that? I think a lot of people now are asking when you look at the standings, like how long can you keep this up? Like for are sure. they peaking too early? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's that's a big question. I think for us, it's just. You just want to constantly get better every day, and I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, we've had great success so far, but it's a long season, and so, it, I mean, the NHL, it's all about consistency. Like, as an individual, it is, bringing it every night if you can, because you're not going to feel great, but also as a team aspect, and I think we've done a great job of that so far. And towards talk to us a couple days ago about you specifically more ice time, and he wasn't really sure what to expect when you came in, but he's playing you more because you're playing well. Yeah. That reward, I mean, I'm sure that's not everywhere you get that where they have their side guys who are going to play. For sure. Does that mean a lot that you're getting more? 100%. I think that's one of the main reasons why I signed here and it's also, I mean, you always have to believe in yourself as a person regardless of how, how much you're playing, how much you're not and I think that's the biggest thing is just bringing it every night and having a coach like that that can see how well you're doing and, get, and, and reward you for it. It's, it's, it's good for not just myself but everyone to kind of bring out their best and I think that's why you see that consistency in our team too is, I mean, if you're playing well he's going to reward you and if you're not then maybe the other way but I think that just brings it brings the best out of everyone. I mean, when it's there, asking about savings, we try to eat for savings. But do you guys 
Yeah, no, I always I always like to keep tabs on it, just seeing how other teams are doing and whatnot. But I think, I mean, it seems like I blinked and and we're right up there with the best of them. So it's it's pretty cool. I mean, we we we've been playing good hockey right now, and we got two more before the break. So it's, it'd be good to kind of continue that before that happens. Yeah, awesome, always. So we hear Ryan Paling mentioned there and I thought it was really interesting he brought this up I basically was asking him you know the Flyers right now they don't have that go-to star that poster board kid he's like you don't really need that in hockey anymore and he mentioned the Seattle Kraken which you all just heard who made it into the postseason last year on a wild card spot he's like the Kraken didn't have a star and every day it was a scoring by committee he's like they were the blueprint that that this can work we just got to keep after it but there are teams that have done this before Al. Yeah, on the other hand, if you look at the Kraken this year, uh, they've slipped a lot because some of those guys haven't, you know, that's what happened. They had a good year, and all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, we made it to the playoffs. We used a lot of that energy. That's why it's so hard to do this without that star player. Mm -hmm. The star player or the goaltender, Coldenders in this case, can really get you through when, when there's some slippage in your game. But Seattle, which did a terrific job last year, all of a sudden this year, some of those guys by committee, the committee is shrinking. And yeah. that's why they're re- really struggling this year. And they big win at L.A., so it's still there. But that's uh, that energy feeds on itself during when you're winning and you, the, uh, everybody's excited and you're getting getting after it. But then you slip a little bit. And that's what's happened to Seattle. It's like, oh, my God, look, look, look what's happened. How did this how did this happen? Well, this happened because you didn't go 100 percent. Your RPMs dropped in games. And you need it all the time, and that's and that's what the that's what the Flyers are guarding against right now. Uh, that's why it's so important that Atkinson, that game break game break type guys, go in and 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 provide that margin for error. Or, and luckily they've had it. Or your goaltender makes three saves uh, that are ridiculous during a game, and that's sort of like scoring a goal. And they've yeah. had they've been fortunate that they've had that. Yeah, and they had that to an extent last night, but you saw on the other side, the Predators goaltending has been excellent the first two matchups against the Flyers, and that's it's just a deal breaker. I mean, the Cam Atkins and breakaway, there were so many saves where it was like, oh my gosh, this this guy is excellent, and it gives yeah. so much momentum to the other team. Hmm. The only way you beat them, I mean, Frost ends up scoring a goal off the back of the goaltender's head. I mean, that yeah. now that's why this is a game you can say that one really got away because, one, imagine this. They didn't play that well. Their forecheck was sort of missing. Atkinson missed them. You know, Atkinson has a rough one. They get a, a lucky goal. They might have got away with this. I know. So I, I guess in a way, if you're looking at it like this is the lesson that the coaching staff wants to wants to sell. If they get away with it, it's harder to sell. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't get away uh, with it, eh, it's a little. It's like you know what? See what happened. Now you got now you launched. Now you got an L on your forehead, and you don't want another one going on the holiday. <laughs> Yeah, and the amount of turnovers, too, by your big guys. I mean, Owen Tippett is one that was glaring, and that really hasn't been a problem the past couple of weeks. So it was weird that there was that amount against the Preds. But moral of the story is you have a lot to clean up in a matter of 12 hours, as this game now against Detroit is so much bigger. And you you don't want to make too much of it. I mean, it's the game before the holiday break, but because you lost this game against the Preds, to win and go in feeling good about yourselves, you know, you know how Philly gets. You lose two back to back before the holiday break. Everyone's going to write the Flyers off. Um, Detroit right now on a four game losing streak, but they will have Dylan Larkin back, who is a star for them. And I am really curious what happens at goaltender for the Flyers. Um, this is this is strange right now with Carter Hart. We know it's an illness. We know it's something with his stomach. 
He was backing up against Sam Ayrson, so that was good news. You got to think Carter Hart starts tonight in net with a back-to-back with Ayrson. If he doesn't, I'm officially wondering what the heck's going on. Yeah, you got to think that because it's back-to-back. Um, but if, you know, he'd been ill for a while, I don't know what his strength level is. I mean, it would have been, you know, he, he, he probably could make a case, well, he's going to, this would be great. You're going to get four days off going in. But boy, back, to ask the Airson again to go back-to-back in this thing, that's going to be pretty tough. So I would think if he's feeling healthy and wants it, um, he, you know, he knows himself what best what's best for him. I think I think uh, I would certainly lean in that direction to get him going. I'm I'm kind of I I think if they if there had been a day in between, that there would have been more motivation if like they go on their Christmas break right after this. I think if you had backed this up a day and and the worry would be oh my God if we lose this thing what kind of practice we're we gonna have before we go on Christmas break it might have been more of an incentive to bring your A game. But no matter what happens, you'll, you know, bail in for Christmas on this. And, but I think the team leadership will, will, uh, will let them know how important it is. But I think Detroit's really going to be motivated. You mentioned, you know, big player back in the lineup. And frankly, since Kane came, and I know it, 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 it kind of dovetailed with, with their star out of the lineup. But, boy, they've been terrible since, yeah. uh, since, they, since they got Kane. So I think there's a lot of incentive on that side to kind of – turn this thing around because they look like a, a real good team early in the season. One of those teams are going to flyers be worried about taking one of those spots, but they've really leveled off since. And a lot of it had to do with big player out of the lineup. Yeah. And the flyers just faced them. They beat them in a grinded out game, a one, nothing win, but that was without Dylan Larkin. And, and that's a guy, you know, that can make a big difference in a one goal game. So this is huge for the flyers and you got to see guys show up and, and you wonder, they just played a defensive battle. We just saw against Detroit. It was another defensive battle. Can they get more offense going? Because that was definitely lacking yesterday. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's where, uh, you know, Couturier of Forster, the pow- the darn power play, although, you know, although they figured to get one, but it still didn't click really. So, I mean, that's, that's a big difference maker in this thing. And, you know, you keep, keep, keep saying it's a huge game. Well, that's the problem. There's so many huge games that, there's no uppercase huge games. <laughs> They're all like that. They are. Right now they are. And I don't think that's going anywhere, you know, just with the way the Metro is. And we didn't even mention the five-minute major with that power play where you did nothing. Another thing that just, like, completely takes the air out of the Wells Fargo Center. How do you have five minutes and you can't do anything with it? It's just – it's so frustrating. And it just – I don't think yeah, that really down the line. Yeah, that- that really is a uh, that really takes the momentum with the wind out of the sails or whatever when you have that. And Frost had played a good game, and he came back on that power play. I'm curious about his availability. He looked like I mean, he took a pretty good belt to the uh, hit the hit the glass pretty good. Yeah, I'm wondering how what kind of shape he'll be in for this game. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was way worse than that. I thought concussion, head injury, and thankfully it just looked like he knocked his teeth. But at first, I was like, I don't, I didn't think he was going to come back in that game. Yeah, I don't think he lost any teeth. Um, I just looked like it was a bloody mouth. But yeah. I'm, I'm presuming he didn't lose any teeth. But it was pretty swollen his uh, lip after the game. Yes. So all in all, a lot going on with the Flyers right now. But it's a big game against Detroit tonight, and then the holiday break for the Flyers and for. So thanks for tuning in to South Philly Sauce and Odyssey Original brought to you by 94 WIP and Jack Daniels. We will see you later on this week. Have a great holiday.